Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. Now the radio show that I'm going to be doing today is called Healing Emotional Wounds at the Subconscious Level. Now the reason that I felt really inspired to do this show is because looking at the New Life community and looking at the healing results, there is a really, really distinct difference between people that are really trying to recover from narcissistic abuse when they're using their conscious mind and people that are actually doing the deeper inner journey. Now, I totally freely admit that back in the much earlier days, before I knew about how the subconscious works and how we need to work it with it and how we can heal directly through it, I really had no idea about the difference between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and why it was really hard to think myself out of emotional pain. So what this show is about, it's a really deep explanation for you so that you can understand what is really going on with you and what the difference are between emotions and thoughts and how it all works and how you're actually wired, how you're structured and what healing is all about. Okay, so this radio show is an in-depth explanation of the difference between your subconscious and your conscious mind. And it's going to explain to you what your emotions really are, as well as the connection between emotional pain and how your mind deals with emotional pain. So this radio show is going to allow you to understand how you can break off old pain, fear, and patterns which are not serving you and durably, powerfully, and directly heal at a true level where healing takes place. So just to start from the beginning, when you have had a narcissistic abuse experience, we all know for the people that have gone through that, that it seems unfathomable at the time, the level of pain that you're experiencing. And I've said it so many times that you could not even imagine it unless you'd been through it. And that's why it's really difficult for other people to understand unless they have personally experienced it. So the pain is so severe that it may feel almost impossible to function in everyday life. It might be a major accomplishment to effectively eat and sleep, to even have a shower, to get dressed, let alone have the emotional stability to start your life all over again. And as we know, that's really generally what people have to do after coming through and out of a narcissistic abuse experience is you've got to rebuild your life from the bottom up. Now, my greatest mission regarding the work I do is certainly not just about giving people information about narcissistic abuse and what it is. My greatest mission is to help people release this incredible emotional agony so that they can rebuild and align with the creation of a life that not only works, but leaves the horror of narcissistic abuse way, way behind. So it's about breaking you into a thriver reality, where you come out the other side of that better, more inspired, more connected, more in your power, more in your truth, more in your joy than what you were even before this happened to you. So this article... And this radio show, because the article is going to be in New Life and that's going to come out tomorrow, so all of this will be there for you. This is all about the most direct and powerful path to do this and the reasons why a specific and direct path works 
where other parts don't. So this is all about a journey into understanding how your subconscious mind works and why true healing needs to occur at this level. Now, I always know with people that I'm working with on NARP or people that are putting uh, comments on blogs, I know the difference, usually instantaneously, between people that are actually doing the subconscious path and the people that are trying to do the cognitive logical path. And there is a distinct difference. Now, originally, before I started bringing quantum freedom healing to the table, I used to do coaching with people. I used to do sessions where people would come on for information and they would come to me for strategies and understandings and the logical information. Now, what finding was that people were very much in repeat and they were still stuck in the obsession and the pain and they're going over and over and over and over and over the same, the same ground with really very little progress. Now what happened when the subconscious path to heal was developed by me and I started using that with people, the differences were profound. And it's within this information in this radio show, you're going to understand why, why that's going on. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the limitations of logical mind. And it's a really important thing to understand because it's going to explain to you why it is so hard to heal from trauma when trying to do it through thinking, through logical information only. Now, I tried this initially, and lots of other people try this. And the truth is, it is the long, hard way around, and often it just doesn't work. First of all, and this is really on a logical level that will help you understand, firstly, it's incomprehensible that recovery from narcissistic abuse can be categorized and reconciled by the use of cognitive logical processes. Because what's happened when you're with a narcissist does not make normal human logical sense. And it does not fit any model that would grant any fathomable closure or peace. You may be able to understand how and why a narcissist operates the way he or she does. And you can realize that there are many people who have suffered what you have. Narcissistic abuse is an epidemic. And that the narcissist that was in your life operated identically in so many ways to virtually everybody else's narcissist as well. So you're going to understand that you're not alone, that there is a label and a name that you can put on this, and that's going to give you some sort of level of I'm not going mental. Absolutely. But yet, how are you going to escape the mind-bending obsession, the injustices, the betrayals, the malicious behavior, the payback, the pathological lies that are just not a part of the accepted human experience? And they're especially not a part of the accepted human experience when the same person that is capable of all of this sort of behavior then can turn around and spin on a dime and say, I love you like I've never loved any other. That just doesn't add up in a logical sense at all. So the truth is, emotionally, you cannot get peace on this simply by information and it's likely which is hugely consistent with the narcissistic abuse community that have been abused. What is totally consistent is that the feelings of obsession, torment, injustices and disbelief and usually the addiction to try to get justice, accountability, remorse or even love from this person is going to continue at full throttle for an indefinite period of time. And a lot of people are stuck in those cycles. They're not just months. That can go on for years and years. And it's an absolutely horrible, horrible way to live. So, yes, you may survive from narcissistic abuse simply because you've been able to get away, stay away, and know you're never going to go back to the narcissist. But if you're still living with the obsession and the torment and I can't get this person out of my mind and I can't get 
I can't feel normal, healthy, well, or clean, or clear enough to have the joy of living in my life, that's not living. That's simply surviving. And that's certainly not the model that I subscribe to, and that's not the model I've lived by, and the model that I feel very passionate about taking people to another level, because for me, that's not living. So I want to take you deeper now. So that's the logical reason why your mind cannot categorize and get closure in regards to what happened to you, because it's just not human. But let's go deeper so that you can really understand why the logical mind is so limited in getting true healing and resolution. So to understand the reason why it's so limited, we really need to understand and know how the subconscious and the conscious, conscious minds work because they are two completely different things. So we're going to talk about emotional programming. Now our life is created from our emotional programming. So what I mean by this is that our thoughts, our actions, what and who we attract in our life and the life events that we experience are all a match for us vibrationally. We're actually vibrational beings having a physical experience. Okay, so when I refer to the word vibrational, what I mean is whatever belief systems we have about anything and our associated emotions on any topic are exactly what we create in our life. So logically, we might know what we want in our life, because we've actually experienced what we don't want, so we know what we do want. Now, it doesn't matter what your logical idea about something is. It's actually your emotional programming that is controlling your life. So these inner beliefs and feelings, let's call them our vibration. We're vibrational beings. These are actually not taking place in our logical mind. They're all embedded and they're existing in our subconscious mind. They're not in our brain, they're in our being. Now, if you want to make this a little easier to understand, imagine as if this beingness was in the cells of your body, or imagine it's inside you, it's inside your body. Now, you need to understand how your subconscious communicates with you. It communicates to you through sensations, which means through your feelings, through your emotions. Now, when we're on track with being the well-being and the love and the abundance and the truth of our true self, we feel great. We feel really good emotionally. We feel clear, joyous, happy. Now, we have emotions when we're not feeling good. And those are pain. They're the agonizing feelings of feeling rejected, upset, angry, violated, depressed, okay, helpless, hopeless, powerless. Now, those are our emotions telling us that there's something not right with our belief system, something not right with our inner something not right with the vibration that's going through the cells of our body. So our emotional system is what's granting us feedback. It's actually telling us what is going on inside us. And if they're good, we're on track. And if they're not good, well, then we're not on track. Now, the gap, it's the gap. Now, this is our vibrational gap. Now, who we really are is our true potential. And who we really are is that well-being, is that joy, is that emotional well-being of feeling great and joyous and clear and alive and all those sorts of things. Now, that's who we really are. That's our true potential. Now, if our gap is really big, and this is who we are right now, right now, in this moment of time, if your gap is big between your true potential and who you are right now, it's painful. The greater the gap, the more the pain. And your emotions are telling you that you've got an enormous gap. So when we feel immense pain, our subconscious 
that's how it communicates through it, through sensation, through feeling. It's telling us what our inner program is doing. Our subconscious is letting us know through these agonizing feelings that we are living the experience of inner programming, inner emotional programming, which is not aligned with well-being, love, and the truth of who we are. Now, the illusion that we live in, and this is what our mind does, it creates illusions. And that's where our mind is very, very limited, and it is very not big picture, and it is very out of focus. It takes the power away from us, not back into us. So the illusion is, through our mind, that it's all happening out there. It's outside of me that's the cause of this. So we believe that this person, this situation, this event has created our pain. But what we may not have realized or accepted is that there has been existing painful beliefs and emotional programming within our subconscious, it was already there, that actually co-created these experiences of what we don't want. So what we had running at a subconscious level, we may not have realized, and we didn't realize. We certainly wouldn't have chosen it cognitively or consciously. We didn't realize we were running these programs. So what happened is, is we attracted in exactly what our belief systems were. It all happened unconsciously. And these are the experiences of what we don't want that then triggered us and brought the pain of these inner programs up to the surface for us. So our gap was big when these things showed up. And when they hurt us and we stayed attached to them and hooked to them and we looked to the outside through our mind to try and change that person, that situation, event into being something that would make us feel better, that's when we handed our power over and that's when we stayed stuck in these programs. So when these painful situations in our life showed up, they were much for our already existing inner painful programs. And then they surfaced these painful subconscious programs. They brought them up for us. So our agonizing experiences show us point blank our deepest fears, our most painful inner beliefs that fundamentally related to powerless feelings of not being good enough, of not being acceptable, and not being worthy of love. This is what we had going on. Now, the reason these horrendously painful emotions occurred is to get our attention. And this is what is so, so important. Every painful emotion we have is a powerful signal. No matter what on the outside triggered it off, the fact that we're experiencing emotional pain is our subconscious saying hello and it's saying or it's screaming when it's really bad that this is something within that desperately requires attention. And this is what narcissistic abuse is all about. So ultimately, our feelings screaming at us as saying there is something that we can heal at a subconscious level to get out of this pickle, to get out of the way that we're feeling. There is nothing any human being has ever done other than to feel good. That is the most important thing in our life is to feel good because everything is coming off our vibration. So that's your inner GPS system. That's your guidance system that when you feel good, you're on track and when you don't feel good, there's something that needs your attention. Now what can happen is what happens, first of all, the emotions go. You're going to feel rotten if you're not actually looking at that deeper level. Now what will happen is those emotions, if they're not getting your attention, eventually they're going to go physical. And this is what the manifestation of this ease is. Absolutely. And that's why people get sick and that's why their bodies break down and that's how disease forms because that emotional signal is ignored and then it actually escalates to physical symptoms. And with narcissistic abuse, absolutely, things like agoraphobia, PTSD, CTSD, all sorts of things start happening at a physical level as well. So... We need to understand how our subconscious wounds initially formed. Now, this is so interesting when you understand this about the subconscious mind. 
When we were children, we learned really, really quickly. Now, if you observe children, you may understand, I know I once went uh, skiing. I went snow skiing. Now, as an adult, and I had a couple of lessons, and I'm going down Burke Street, which is in Australia and Victoria, and I'm just getting by, and there's a little four or five-year-olds whipping past me, doing the most incredible things. I'm like, oh, my God, don't you just hate them? Look at how they do that. You all of us know that kids are incredible. They can pick up skills quickly, have amazing dexterity with technology. We all know how amazing children are from a very young age when they get on computers. It's incredible. And children can even learn different languages and become bilingual effortlessly. Now, the reason is before the age of eight or nine years of age, children don't have a developed critical logical mind. They don't. They have a very active subconscious mind without a critical logical mind getting in the way. So what happens is children, the information that we get from outside of us goes directly into our subconscious. And it's actually the subconscious which is the hard drive. That's where all the information that is running our life is stored. Now, as children, we certainly have the advantage of gaining information and learning very easily. So we learn the entire language, we learn math, we learn critical functions, we learn an enormous amount of information at a very, very early age. And that was great. But we also took on the bad messages automatically as well. So let's have a look at what some of them could have been. Now maybe your dad left when you were very young. Maybe one or both of your parents didn't know how to connect to you and grant you love, support and approval because they were busy providing the survival necessities of life. Maybe there was a horrific argument between your mum and your dad one day and you thought it was your fault. Maybe conditions were harsher. Maybe boundaries were not honoured or respected and you learnt at a very early age, loving you means I can abuse you. Now as a child, you did not have a critical, logical mind to displace your feelings about topics. You didn't have the benefit of logically observing what was happening and saying, well, Mum didn't spend much time connecting to me because she had five kids to provide for. So therefore, her lack of attention didn't mean I was unlovable or unworthy of love. I know it wasn't personal. You couldn't assess that. You couldn't logically define that and detach from how you felt about it. Now, what happened is as adults, a lot of people look back through their childhood and then they're using that logical critical function and saying, okay, and really what they're doing is they're not understanding what happened at an emotional level as a child. You weren't doing that then. Because as a child, you simply internalized emotional pain and the decisions that you made about what was going on in your outer life were emotional based. You made emotional decisions based on how you were feeling at the time. And emotionally, you decided that you must be unlovable or not good enough or not valuable enough to be loved happily, safely and respectfully. But with children, we established an inner identity, which is our subconscious. We learnt who we are, how much we were or were not worth love, value and care, and we absorbed these messages directly as our emotional truth. Now, our subconscious does not define these messages as wrong or right. It doesn't say, well, that's a really bad message. I'm not going to take that one. Or that's a great one that's really going to help you in later life. I'm going to accept that one. It takes all incoming data. Now, what's really, really interesting is we have millions of bits of information that we take on as human beings. There is a tiny, tiny percentage of that information that you're taking in logically. The rest of it you are absorbing subconsciously. And a huge amount of that happens as a child. So our subconscious 
has no preference. It just took all information as emotional based decisions and it agreed with those emotional decisions at the time. So really did you know that these decisions at such an early age were going to program your subconscious to play out these beliefs determinedly in your life from the point on of those emotional decisions. And little did you know that these internalized messages, if they were simple enough, were going to set you up for narcissistic abuse in the future. That's the truth. Because God, life, force, creation, whatever you want to call it, does not roll dice. This is not random. We are not in a random universe. We're in a universe that operates through law of attraction. So what that means is that your inner belief systems, your emotional decisions that you've been running your entire life are actually what creates your outer reality without exception. And this is where the true power lies when you understand this. Now, if you're a child and you're sensitive, it's the sensitive people that are the most susceptible to this. And you need to understand this too about narcissists. Now, narcissists are very sensitive people. Now, what happened at an early age for them was the abuse and the emotional decisions were so, so painful. And there was so much of, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough, that the narcissist decided to forego all of that, to absolutely detach from their true self, their inner self, which is the inner identity, I'm going to disown that. I don't want to know about it. It hurts me too much and I'm going to create a false self in its place. Now, the difference between you and a narcissist is that you haven't done that, which is wonderful. You haven't created a buffer, a facade to live through to self-avoid, which means that you have got your subconscious, your inner identity, you still have access to it and you can heal it. Now, a narcissist, because it's been so disowned and distorted and it's so shriveled up and it's so non-existent and it just doesn't have any resources left there, a narcissist does not have that privilege or that ability, but you certainly, certainly do. So, so the thing is, is, now little did you know that trying to change these emotional programs later in life logically was going to have little or no effect. Now, the reason is really quite simple for that, simply because these inner programs were never created logically in the first place. They're completely two different functions. Okay, so let's examine our learning abilities as adults today. Now, as adults, we do have a developed analytical, logical mind. We do, absolutely. Now, the problem with this is this blocks the pathway to our subconscious. We think too much. So we can't access our subconscious easily. And we do not have the automatic direct path to the subconscious learning capacity that children do. So we actually find it much more difficult to learn new ways of being. So we find it much more difficult to be reprogrammed than what children do. Now one way we can learn is through repetition. So that's doing something over and over and over and over and over again whereas a child before the age of eight or nine might do something new once or twice and bang, it's there. With us, we've got to do it over and over and over and over again until it becomes a new internal program. So little bits and pieces filter down to the subconscious over extended periods of time. Now this takes intense dedication and willpower to reprogram ourselves if we're doing it through our mind. And what we actually have to do is we have to really try and ignore the old programs and we have to really fight against them and we have to stay very diligent and focused and dedicated and we have to use willpower. So this is why people giving up addictions, 
is they're trying to do it through willpower only rather than actually going to the inner programs that are causing the addiction, which is simply the psyche's way of trying to burn off anxiety and pain. That's what an addiction is. It's a symptom. It's not actually the problem. It's a symptom of the problem. So if the problem isn't addressed, pure willpower has got to try and break the addiction. And it's exactly the same as narcissistic abuse. So the second way as adults that we learn, and this is we learn quickly this way, is if we want to have a trauma episode. So this is a highly emotionally charged event. Now when an event like that happens, everything else fades into the background. The logical mind shuts down and the new message through the traumatic event bypasses the logical critical mind because it's shut down and it goes straight into the subconscious. Now through narcissistic abuse, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you would have had these experiences. But in times of trauma, it's like everything in the background disappears. You're right here, you're right now, you're right in the focus, time stands still and the only thing that exists is the traumatic event. And this is a direct example of your logical mind letting go, it moves aside, and whatever is occurring impacts directly at a subconscious level for you. Now when we understand how we really learn, we can understand important things. As children, we learn who we are, how much we were or were not worth love, value and care, which were all the emotional decisions that we decided about ourselves. And we absorb these messages directly as our truth. Now as adults, when we receive experiences which are highly traumatic and painful, our subconscious also directly accepts these messages as truth about how lovable, unlovable, unworthy, unrespected, how not valuable we are. That's what traumatic love experiences, how they impact in our subconscious. So these messages that we have as adults are going to add significantly to the already painful ones which already existed from our childhood. Now when we understand the law of attraction and how our emotional programming actually attracts and keeps recreating experiences in our life, we can understand that we're actually unconsciously attracting the same messages that our subconscious already believed from our childhood. So it's adding to these and it's certainly not helping matters. So there's something else about the subconscious which explains a lot. Our subconscious mind is a primitive survival mechanism. So as a survival instinct, Mutual mechanism, it is highly resistant to change. And it actually wants to hold on to, wants to hold firm on the existing inner programs which already are. Now the subconscious, because it's an instinctual survival mechanism, it actually believes it's protecting you by hanging on to the painful and fearful messages of the past. And in previous times of survival, our ancient DNA needed this mechanism. It needed to live with fear and pain to be able to remind us and tell us and, and keep us away from more of it happening. Now the problem now in modern times, and this is what the human spiritual evolution is all about, that doesn't serve us. What it simply does is it continues to attract exactly what we fear and it keeps us separated from our true power and potential. And our true power and potential now is wherever I'm vibrating at, whatever my inner belief systems are about myself, life, others, is exactly what I'm going to create in my life. So hanging on fear and pain in our subconscious is not the answer. It's going to keep us embedded in the same programs. So this is why we desperately need to reprogram these painful internal programs that are keep us, keeping us stuck in living out the advance and the relationships that we don't want in our life. It's the only authentic way to really break free. So why the mind struggles to create real change? 
Now, as a result, if you're a narcissistic abuse experience, you know that no matter what you think you should or should not be doing, no matter how much advice you get, no matter what therapist you see that lays out the clear things that you should be doing in your life to honor and respect yourself, it is excruciatingly difficult to stop giving in to the old internal programs which are running your life. Now, the reason this is occurring is because your subconscious mind is running the race. It's controlling your emotions and your decisions and your behavior in your life. Now, your subconscious mind, being the survival mechanism it is, is rejecting the new ideas of your logical mind. It is sabotaging you. It's not going to agree with them. So this is sabotaging your chances of creating positive change. It wants to suddenly and determinedly hang on to the old survival programs. And this is why every day I receive emails such as, I'm a smart, intelligent woman. I know he's no good for me. He even opposes me. Why can't I stop calling him? Why can't I get him out of my mind? Now, the reason that's going on, no matter what she knows, no matter what she's read about narcissists, no matter what a therapist or a friend or a family have told her, the reason is because her unconscious mind, all the cells in her body, all of her emotions are still running painful inner programs which are directly a match for the abuse the narcissist is dishing out. She is still in those programs of because you love me means you can abuse me, that I am unacceptable, that I am unworthy, that this is the love that I'm supposed to receive. And I need to make you love me. I need to make you accountable. I need to make you remorseful. You are my one source of love, even though you're abusing me. And they're only some of the programs. There can be dozens and dozens and dozens of different programs and the greater the addiction and the obsession and the hooks and the pulls and the inability to detach, the more those unconscious programs that aren't serving you are screaming at you for attention. So this is why it's really hard to think yourself out of that. So, and what happens is when we're in narcissistic abuse, it is highly energized and stimulated. Those inner programs and all the old wounds that have never been healed, that existed way before the narcissist, they are all ripped open and they are screaming. And that's why the addiction recession is so powerful. So even though logically you know what you should do, which is, even you understand that, leave, stay away, disconnect, and accept that the narcissist is not good for you, but you can't seem to stop the obsessive tools, the addiction, and staying attached no matter how much you know it is destroying you. So what's happening is your subconscious is a battle with your conscious mind. And this is where cognitive resonance comes into it. This is where your mind is going to start making excuses. Okay? It's because while you're in battle with your subconscious, it is painful. It is going to absolutely accentuate the agony. Because your subconscious is screaming, come here with me. Let's stay obsessed and addicted and let's try to get accountability and let's try to get remorse and let's try to make this person behave okay and let's Let's do all of that. And your conscious mind is going, no, 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 let's stay away from this person. And the pain is horrific. Now what happens, your mind is going to naturally find a way to follow the inner programs. So then it'll go to, well, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. Maybe I'm the one with all the problems. Maybe if I just fix myself, he or she will behave better. Maybe he or she isn't a narcissist. Well, maybe he or she isn't really that bad. And maybe if I could do A, B, C or D, or maybe if I could put down some boundaries and I start getting on it, or maybe this person could get better, or maybe, 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 maybe. So that's what your conscious mind is going to start doing to relieve the battle it's having with the subconscious. It will cave in and start agreeing with it and come up with all sorts of fabrications and illusions to 
stop the battle you're having with yourself because it is so, so horrific. You're being ripped in half. So I really hope that this makes sense so you can clearly understand why you are writing those sorts of emails or you're saying to your friends or even to yourself, I don't get this. It's clear this person is doing things to me that I thought I would never, ever tolerate. Every boundary has been smashed, but I still keep going back into the fray. Why am I doing this? That's why you're doing it. So how to make the real and powerful healing change. Now, for those of you that know my work, or even my blogs, or everything I write, or everything I talk about, you'll observe how I'm always going on about inner work, inner work, inner work, inner work, inner work. Okay? Now, the reason is because I know personally, as well as dealing with thousands of people, how essential this is. If you want real relief, if you want powerful change, and if you really want to heal, and if you want to get out of that agony that you're doing with yourself, and you want to achieve it in the fastest, most efficient, and the direct way possible, you have got to be using tools that get to your subconscious and are doing the work at that level. Because trying to heal by working through your logical mind is a hard, painful, grueling way to do it. It takes a long amount of time, maybe an entire lifetime of therapy, and it takes enormous willpower. And while you're doing it, you're actually in incredible, painful battle with yourself. And willpower is incredibly hard to engineer when you're in the all-consuming emotional group of narcissistic abuse. Now, I've worked with heroin addicts that I've helped recover from narcissistic abuse. And every single one of them has said to me that this addiction to a narcissist was worse than the addiction to heroin. That's how heavy this addiction is. So I've actually, I could count on one hand, probably two fingers, the people I know that have had a true private recovery through willpower. It's incredibly rare, and that's out of the thousands of people I've worked with. So the real healing work is the employing of tools, processes, which is actually going to bypass your logical mind and communicate with your subconscious mind level, where it's actually really going on. So that's exactly what quantum freedom healing in NARP does. And so often on the blog, you know, people write me questions, could it help with this? Could it help with this? Yes. The answer is yes, 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 yes. Because it's going to your subconscious. Because what it does, what quantum freedom healing does, is it creates a direct path. And it teaches you how to use that direct path, how to become that direct path, and how to use it in your life. So you're not just going to be using it in your life with a narcissist. This is about reprogramming your entire life with things that have been hurting you. So it creates a direct path to the painful inner programs that require healing and it teaches you how to locate these programs, how to shift them and how to transform them into inner belief systems and programs that will serve you. It is the process to learn how to do that and then have it as a life skill and a life tool. So when you do the work at this level, the emotional pain drops away. It goes. Because the emotional pain was what was screaming at you to take notice about these defunct, disowned inner programs that aren't serving you. Once you address them, the pain is gone. They don't have to scream at you anymore for your attention. It's like, well, thank you. You've just transformed and healed me. Oh, now I'm at peace. Okay? And this has got nothing to do with what's going on outside of you. This has got nothing to do with how horrendous your experience was. I promise you that. This is about your inner programs. This is what this is all about. The narcissist is only a catalyst showing you what it is you need to heal. Now, what happens is when that happens, when they've actually got your attention and they've got the healing that they need, then your mind is no longer tormented. Now, 
your tormented thinking was your mind trying to pull you out of the pickle initially, trying to stop the emotional agony, the sensations you were feeling in your body. That's why your mind started getting obsessed and energized and trying to get answers and trying to get resolution and trying to get closure. It's trying to do anything that it can to stop your emotions screaming at you. It's trying to get relief or resolution for the emotional agony. That's what your mind's doing. I heard a wonderful saying the other day from Orna and Matthew Walters, who are just wonderful, wonderful coaches. And they're saying is blender brain. When you're trying to deal with emotions with your logical mind, all you do is stick them in a blender and you just blend them. So what happens is not only does the emotional agony not stop, it actually gets worse because your brain is making such a mess of it. Now, you need to understand this. When you try to deal with emotions logically, your mind is only ever going to make more of a mess of them. Now, you will know, you know that we all know that. You know, when you're in the obsession and the torment of the emotions of narcissistic abuse and you get in your head about it and you're going over and over and over the same situations that really do not make any sense and you're trying to get resolution or peace or come up with some sort of answer in your brain that's going to give you peace on this emotional agony, when you do two or three or four hours or three weeks or two months or a year of that, you're actually worse off. You are, you've got more emotional agony, you've got obsession, you can't even function. So it makes things worse. Now, for those of you that understand peptide addiction and you've watched my YouTube videos, you'll understand that you are actually making your life a worse by trying to deal with it through your mind. So it's like if somebody shot you and then you went away and you were plagued them shooting you a thousand times, you've just been shot a thousand and one times. Okay, your body, your emotional body, your emotional matrix, your vibration knows no difference between somebody else shooting you and you shooting yourself by replaying it in your mind. You've wounded yourself a thousand more times. Now, this is what happens with narcissistic abuse, and this is why so many victims of narcissistic abuse, long after the narcissist has gone from your experience, you are a narcissistic abuse victim that escalates into narcissistic abuse. That's why it's happening. So you've got to understand this, and it's a shame we were never taught this, because we should have been taught this from a very, very early age. Your logical mind was never intended to heal emotions. It was never intended to deal with your emotional inner programming, ever. Ever. Well, why weren't we taught that? We weren't taught that. But it does not deal with it. It's not equipped to deal with it. It's not on the same frequency. It's not on the same radio channel. It's two completely different functions. Now, I want to prove this to you very, very simply. If you were to say to yourself the following statements, I think angry, I think devastated, I think violated, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? it? It's not grammatically correct and it is ridiculous because feelings are not logical. You cannot think angry. You feel angry. You cannot think devastated. You feel devastated. So you cannot think out of anger. You cannot think out of devastation. You need to find a way to feel out of it and then you're going to think differently. Now, you're not going to feel differently until you actually address those inner programs that are creating those emotions in the first place. So your emotions are not logical. You need to understand they're not logical. And your emotional programming that is controlling your life is not logical. If it was all logical, you could look at it logically, you could shut off those emotions logically, easily, and get on with your life. But you can't because they're not logical. So true healing simply does not happen at a logical level. True healing is only going to occur by going within, going inside your emotions, going inside yourself, by going to your emotional belief systems and using an energetic vibrational process to address them. And that's the power and ability as a human being you have. You were always taught to stay in your mind and look to the outside and it keeps you in agony. When you turn it all around and you take your power back 
and you do the inner journey of going inside you to your emotional belief system, going into addressing your emotions directly, then you will not know yourself because you are going to be able to heal yourself deeply from within and that is your innate birthright to be able to do that. Every human being has that ability to do that because you are a magnificent self-healer. You are. You have got that power. Everybody has that power. And what I'm talking about is emotional well-being. I'm also talking physical well-being. All of that came off emotional inner programs that were defunct because when they didn't get your attention emotionally, they went to your physical body after your emotional body. So when you start addressing these things, not only are you going to get to emotional well-being, you're also going to get to physical well-being and you are going to be a vibrational match for the life you do want to live. And that's why you got in the pickle in the first place because you were not a vibrational match for the life you wanted to live. Now, all of that is inside you. So I really hope that this has opened your eyes and more importantly opened your heart to understanding what's really, really going on here. Because as I said, you know, I get comments on the blog and I'm very diligent about the blog and I know, I always know who is working at an inner level and who is trying to deal with it just at a logical level. And it is like universes apart because once we do go within and we do start working at the subconscious level, well then the shifts and the changes start happening very, very quickly and very, very powerfully. It is a complete fallacy that it is going to take you an extended amount of time and talking about the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again and that that is the way to heal. That is a complete fallacy. It doesn't work. Okay, so the blog's coming out tomorrow. You're going to be able to read about all of this again and I would love to hear your comments on there. But I really hope you feel into this. I hope it makes sense to you because it's key. It is absolutely instrumental to your healing. So that's it for me, everybody. So lots of love and have a wonderful day and I'll be back next week. Okay, bye-bye.